Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Click Clack Report. I'm Aaron Weiss. Alongside me is Jeff Tyner. Jeff, how are you today? Doing super. I'm super as well. I think we're both super for the same reason. A reason being that we just watched a certain feature film uh, by the name of Draft Day. <laughs> by the name of Draft Day. By the name of Draft Day. We now, watched it. Well, you know, normally this is a Gamecocks-related podcast, but, you know, I think we're coming pretty close. we got a football-related film here. Um, it's as much football as can be, aside from the love story. One of the thing. most recent football movies, too. you got the new Will Smith one that's coming out. Yeah. But, um... And you get a lot of, you know, you get your high school, you know, football yeah. movies a lot and stuff, but you don't really get any good pro I mean, this is, football movies. I'll say this. On a regular basis. Moderately high production value. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't think they, I don't think they cheap out until some Except like, for that, the, the, the live parts. football. I mean, I guess this, you know, this isn't a football movie <laughs> cinematically like others, but like, yeah, the in-game stuff, just that probably irked me the most. Yeah. Because you really don't get but other But other than that, yeah, other than that, like this kind of stuff. The production value is great. Yeah, so so that has that going for it, and pretty much everything else then is a train wreck <laughs> because yeah. this movie has no sense of really anything other than okay, we have Kevin Costner as the GM of the Cleveland Browns. Ouch, ouch, no thanks. He's gonna be a guy trying to get some stuff done for a losing team, and in the end, everybody's gonna feel great. But you know what, Aaron? What? This isn't on the gridiron. What? It's on draft day. Whoa. The biggest day of the year. You're telling me... For a general manager. It's a football movie that's not set during the football season? Of course. I'm talking about draft day. First of its kind. Wow. Wow. Is that true? <laughs> I wonder if that is... We I mean, it does. <laughs> it does. It's a football movie that takes... I mean, with ex- the exception of their poorly produced football scenes, yeah. um, takes entirely place not in football season. I'll say the one... Yeah, the one exception... I'm trying to think of any movie. Oh, there's my favorite strength coach. There he is. Uh, <laughs> Tony Bagel! <laughs> Sorry, alright, folks. We have the movie on in the background here with the captions on. And the scene where, where Kevin Costner says, Hey... My favorite strength, my favorite strength coach, the guy's name is Tony Bagel, and we didn't notice that the first time around. So, man, please forgive us. <laughs> let's uh, put him in the name for Carolina's open job, strength coach. Uh... Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Morning, boss man. Tony Bagel, how's my favorite strength coach? You know, I know they just made their hire, maybe an assistant. Would you take NFL on, experience on paper? Would you take the Cleveland Browns strength coach though? If it's name, if his name's Tony Bagel, then yes. <laughs> but that's the only only exception. The only the one reason I want I I go strictly by names for my coaching yep. hires. And Tony absolutely. Bagel, that's top right of the list. Top, top of the list. Right you might the you know if he was on staff this year, he absolutely would have been interim head coach. Absolutely, interim head coach Tony Bagel. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm trying that. to see. All right, we've already gotten off the rails. Already again. gotten off rails again, so, folks. We were trying to record this once before. We got off the rails. It's but it's easy to do because. 
every single thing about this movie, on some level, one way or another, is it's off the rails. It's, it's off the. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. off the rails. Okay, but you got you got moderately into it. We got moderately. GM. Yeah. GM. So Kevin Costner, GM of the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, just like in real life, hapless, hapless, and bad. Yeah. Even the movie would have been way too unrealistic if they were good. Yeah. I mean, one might say that. Well, they said they built the playoffs the year before. That's terrible. They could be there from the year before because they had they had Brian Drew and he got injured midway through the season. Two years ago. Two years ago? They said, they, yeah. So two years ago. They, they had a line to say that he got them to the playoffs the year before or something like that. I don't know. Sorry, I keep it Oh, with there. his with his dad, yeah. though, as the head coach. Yep. That's the other part, folks, is that Kevin Costner, who's the general manager of the Browns, took over as general manager while his father, a legendary head coach, was sort of in the twilight of his career. And Costner ended up firing his own father. And about a month later, his father died. <laughs> now, and now we're not making that up. We're not making that up now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, they, we know we know this because they repeat it in dialogue multiple times, times. countless times. It's mine this year. I'm with Mel. As we all know, Sonny's dad, former Browns coach Sonny Weaver Sr. He's a legend in Cleveland. He died last week. Then you follow that up the next season by firing his own father. Coach Weaver, rest his soul. Not the team you're putting together in your head on the fly because your old man died last week. And like, Kevin Costner's dad had just died the week before, basically. Yeah. And so, the, like, everybody's still talking about his dad being dead and whatnot and being mad at Costner for firing his dad. And, you know, so, you know, Kevin so, Costner, though... So the, there's a family element to the storyline that is throughout the whole... Yeah, throughout the whole movie, in both in terms of the father, but also, you know, his mom shows up and his ex-wife is there. and Rosanna Arquette for no reason? For no reason! Rosanna Arquette has one line in this movie. That's it. <laughs> that's like, it? that's it. And she just sits, she's just sitting down, too. She doesn't have to stand in this movie. No. Not she one time does she have to stand. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% positive Kevin Costner and her were just out for, for, for a friend's lunch. And he was like, hey, I'm going to go back to the movie. It's the, most random hot, it's the most random cast in, casting in this. Definitely. But basically, it's like, so he's the GM, and it's draft day, so I guess their idea to make it more suspenseful is to have the whole movie take place in one day. So it's like the Browns and this GM... And the Seattle Seahawks, like every, it's like every team in the league did not. They, it's like it was the test they forgot about. The Seahawks, on Monday. the it's Jaguars, like, the Browns, they the all forgot. The Bills, they didn't. Nobody did any research on the players in this draft. And it's like it's draft. It's actually draft o'clock. The draft is happening, and they're like, we don't know what to do. And also keep in mind that this is just day one, so it is just the first yeah. round, and people are still panicking. Over their first round selections. What's wrong with Callahan? Why is everyone passing on him? Why, why did you pass on him? I just not, not a clue what to do. Basically, Kevin Costner, he happens to get his, his you know, whatever, general manager team gets swindled in a trade. Ends up trading his... This is the first five minutes. Ends up trading his, his next three first round picks. So this year's, next year's, and the year after that. All three of those first round picks for the Seattle Seahawks, who are, I guess, a bad team in this scenario for their number one overall pick this year, and nothing else. Mm -hmm. uh, and Costner now, basically, A, it's a terrible decision, and everybody in the movie makes fun of him for it. That's one thing I give yeah. the movie credit for. And he makes the, mis the mistake without consulting one human being in the entire organization. He makes all of his decisions, basically, almost, almost entirely without consulting anybody, except for uh, towards the very end, when the draft actually starts, he asks, 
Uh, like Jennifer one, Carter, one question. One question. One yeah. question. What else do we need? Special teams. Putney, get Putney. Yes. Yeah, David Putney. Putney. Yeah. By the way, he's banging Jennifer Garner this movie. Kevin Costner, who is at least, I would say, twenty years older than Jennifer Garner, definitely looks twenty years. When they definitely when they do when they do shot reverse shots of those two, his face looks like the Road Warriors. He could be her father. I'll it's, say that. It's the weakest element of this film by far. Definitely, and they have and, and it's, it's, it's constant throughout the whole movie. It's too. constant. Kevin Costner and Jennifer Garner's the, their scenes of their you know them being together. Having these half conversations about football, then also about their relationship and what are we? And She's a Cleveland. What are we doing? She's a Cleveland girl, as she says. And she knows football jargon. I'm a Cleveland girl, and I am football. She knows what she's. She knows what she's talking about. She is. She's the. She is called multiple times in this movie the salary cap girl. I like her. I'm a salary cap. And. She doesn't. I correct, don't. She doesn't correct anybody, by the way. Yeah, because <laughs> it's an accurate fly. descriptor, and they never gave you a non-derogative. Like they never gave you her title. Yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't. I don't know what her. <laughs> I think she might title be is. the only person who didn't. The salary cap girl was her title. Intern got an intern got a title. I mean, it was just intern, but still. It was Why his, is that intern's first day draft day? That's so Kevin Costner's intern in this movie, who's like his main secretary, answering all of the phones. It's his first day on draft day. What's he doing here? This is Rick. He's a new intern. Yeah, met before, actually. He'll be helping you today because Rona got mono. I need Keith and Jeremy for salary cap troubleshooting. So. Why would you make that? How? First of all, how? Because, look, college, it, I mean, I guess college is going on, so I mean, an intern. But still, he would have had to start back in January if he did for the semester. I just don't. They just really shoehorned that one. They really shoehorned that one in there. There's no reason for his character to be there except this, for some sort well, like of we said, comic relief. Much like the teams in this film, it's like the people making the movie took no time to fact check anything, yeah. like to just check in on what the NFL actually does, how operations are done. I don't work for an NFL team, but I can almost 100% guarantee that it's not like this. They took the most basic outlines of it. Okay, what happens in the NFL? Uh, trades. Okay, what happens with trades? All right, I guess we got to think about money and, and picks. Okay, well, we need a salary cap girl. Salary cap girl. <laughs> I got Jennifer Garner on line one. <laughs> all right, well, well she's, she's a really busy person. We got to have her all these things with Kevin Costner. Who's going to be doing her job? Let's get the intern to do it. <laughs> well, we need to hire it. That's how it's happening. This just, is just... These are just getting patched together. Oh, now we're watching the quarterback get mad. It's... So many problems with it. If I and that's, so, the quarterback's getting mad because the first overall pick this year is for a white Wisconsin quarterback, six foot four, Bo Callahan, Heisman Trophy winning, Heisman Bo Trophy winning Bo Callahan. Now, Costner, you know he's, he's he's got this first overall pick. Callahan, as we've been told, as we've been told by the movie, is the sure thing. Every single expert saying so. We can't find pundits, anything wrong with them. Nobody. It gets shown. Kevin Costner gets shown multiple times. With they can't find anything. Three hours before the draft, the skeezy private detective, he gets some dirt. He gets he gets some dirt that turns out to maybe not even be real dirt. Ominous, mysterious, non-confirmed dirt. <laughs> That's right. And so, so Costner is like basically sending his guys who are in a panic over. 
not having any footage of the number one overall pick. Nobody has any analysis over the top-rated guy in the draft. Are you kidding me? It's baffling. It's baffling. And it's not real. It's not in it. If this was, like you said, a missed opportunity for the NFL to, like, actually educate the fringe fans. Mm-hmm. You know, if the social network taught me anything, it's that you can make a movie about just people talking and it's it can hold your attention and be captivating. Yeah. And not a ton is actually happening. There's no chases or suspense or anything. It's just real stuff happens. Yeah. Well thought out things happen. They don't happen here. It's like they went in with the intention of with no intention of actually having any kind of real dramatic gravity well, to to anything. You said it perfectly when the film was ending in their draft one their day one draft party. <laughs> yeah. That this is a this is fan Cleveland Browns fan fiction. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. It's so let's talk about first let's talk about the trade. Yeah. So, so Kevin Costner tosses three first rounders mm. to move from seven to one. Mm-hmm. When the original offer was two first rounders, which was a great deal. Two first rounders and a, and a, and a, a third rounder the third year. Well Jesus Tom, at least act like you called me, all right? What do you what do you want for it? I want your first pick this year, your first rounder next year, and your third rounder the year after that. Ouch. Ouch. No thanks. I know it sounds... Sounds like you're trying to take advantage of me. I would never do that. That, and he's like, eh, I don't know, but then he makes it three, and he just takes it without consulting anybody. Costner takes the, th- takes the three first... <laughs> he's, like, he's acceptable to him. It wasn't acceptable... And the instant to, you know, give... The one that was actually way too much of an undersell. (laughs) Yeah, for a a once-in-a-generation quarterback. For real. BT Dub. That would make sense if this was a draft where the number one overall pick was just... No one stood out. Yeah. Then you're like, hey, let's just go ahead and get a... Probably a high first-rounder next year. If anything, the movie... back six spots. Who cares? The movie didn't crap on Bo Callahan enough. No. Why not just go... If you're going to have him... Be this first. Have him overall. like a Jameis Winston, like a guy yeah. who won all these games, but then he's got a real sketchy off the field. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of did that with the uh, kind of funny Florida State running back. Yeah, but they dropped that immediately. Pretty much, it is like a phone call happened right in the beginning. Uh, all right, we're getting off track again. We gotta stay on this. Yes. <laughs> all right, so the trade that would you know, first overall pick assumed to be Bo Callahan, but Kevin Costner, the dirt that he got dug up. Turns out Bo Callahan, he might not have any friends. Or maybe he does. <laughs> so this is what GM of the Year, and he will, I'm sure, in an alternate ending, wins GM of the Year because they win the Super Bowl the next year. Deleted scene. Deleted one, scene. One, one GM of the Year. <laughs> he, he drafts number one overall, a kid at a linebacker from Ohio State that he arguably could have gotten at 15 or later. Yeah. And then... Trades, what, three second-round picks mm-hmm. for the this year, next year, and the year after to get the Jacksonville Jaguars' number six pick. Number six. Talk, ab- <laughs> talk about fleecing, a dra- like, three second-rounders for the six overall. I don't know. That's, that's getting fleeced. You got fleeced. You got fleeced. But they get the number six pick, and then what do they do? They trade... Right back to Seattle for their original three picks and a punt returner. Not a, not a return specialist, a punt returner. It's genius. Yes. Genius work. But So basically, he gets all of his picks back. He gets a bonus player. He's getting to draft more players than he originally did. Kevin Costner, look, through basically him doing it on the fly, 
winging it. Without consulting Without anybody. consulting anybody, basically fell into having a pretty good draft. Well, he one thing, though, he, he's still short three second rounders. He's still short of those three second rounders. <laughs> basically just to have two picks in the top six. <laughs> God. Of a, of a draft where that doesn't really seem to be that... That big deal of a draft. Yeah. Pretty much Bo Callahan and nobody else. Yeah. I mean, because the, the second pick they take is the Florida State running back, whose dad, Terry Crews, Terry who was Cruz. great. Terry Crews was great. Yeah. Uh, that kid's a, like a legacy prospect. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Terry Crews in the past had played as Brown, I guess, and his son, who is the player from Florida State that got in some trouble for fighting some guys. Uh, yeah. Apparently, because his dad was a Brown. Now he wants to be a Brown too. Wants to be That's drafted. That's his dream team. Dream Can you believe team. that there are two kids in the two. top ten? Unbelievable. Whose dream is to play for the Cleveland Browns? That is truly the, the the least realistic part about this entire film. That or Kevin Costner and Jennifer Garner. That's that's very very toss up. Yeah, that's toss up. Speaking of Jennifer Garner, though, the the, the chemistry between them is basically none. There is no chemistry. But they can them talk all. football anytime. They they can always. Talk football. We talk football? Just football for 30 seconds? We can always talk football. She's dying to talk about football. They're not, they're, it's just they, this, the football jargon they gave Jennifer Garner to talk about it just they wasn't good. They, every single one of her lines has been said in another movie at some point. Ugh. Except for I'm a Cleveland girl. <laughs> hopefully, well, and hopefully not those terrible football stories, too. Yeah, and those, so she has, of course, you know, well, she's she's a Cleveland girl. She likes talking about football. Gotta talk about Joe Montana. 49ers Bengals. Niners down by three, 320 left in the game. 93-yard winning drive. Taylor beats the weak safety for a 10-yard TD. Gotta talk about John Elway. That's another thing. So he's obsessed with finding a flaw in Bo Callahan. Obsessed. But then he Kevin talks- Costner really, let's nail this off. Kevin Costner is obsessed with trying to find any kind of flaw in Bo Callahan whatsoever. And then, making his quest pointless, he points out that Joe Montana was too small. So-and-so-and-so-and-so. Peyton Manning didn't have... Yeah, Elway threw too hard, and Peyton Manning didn't have the arm strength. So, are you saying that... Like, what is he saying? He, he wants to have a flaw so he can feel good about passing on him, but wouldn't if you have a flaw... It's like he forgot that he's trying. <laughs> what point he was trying to? Make. He really did. He forgot that he's supposed to be trying to f- to find the flaws in Callahan for, so that he doesn't have to draft him or whatever, and just like totally like it's like Jennifer Garner was supposed to have those lines, yeah, so that she could say to him, "Hey, just draft Callahan because look, all these other great guys who were supposedly had all these flaws." You I know what we also missed? Flaws. We were so dumbfounded that Sam Elliott has a cameo as the Wisconsin coach that we right. missed that his name is Dick Moore. So our two names that we've said specifically so far <laughs> are Tony Bagel and Dick Moore. Come on. Yeah, right. Dick Moore. Hey, Coach. Sonny Weaver. Oh, you're about to be a very happy man. Oh, Callahan's some of my finest work. Sam Elliott is great in this movie. Though. Sam Elliott's great. He has literally one minute he takes, of screen time. He takes real offense. He is in one scene, has one minute of screen time. Puts Kevin Costner in his place and hangs up. His flip phone, if I'm not mistaken. Puts Kevin Costner in his place. Maybe not. Hard freaking core. Yep. So basically, like I said, the one flaw in Bo Callahan is that apparently he doesn't have any friends because from the skeezy detective, at Bo Callahan's birthday party, where there was 
I guess, some sort of scuffle, right? Not between ca- some oh, drinks. There's a bunch there? of fans that basically tried to get tried to get Bo's autograph, I guess, and things got out of hand. But there wasn't any kind of crime or anything like that committed by Bo. He didn't steal any of the money that was supposedly stolen from the... Yeah. The de- detective really goes on some God, the here. details in this... I'm getting the, caught up in the details the, because the movie throws so many details at you for no reason. For no reason. It's trying to make you get caught up in nothing. It's just trying to bombard you with things. Ask me who wasn't there. Who wasn't there, Ralph? Any of his teammates. None of his teammates came to the poor guy's birthday party, Sonny. Oh, my God. So... Just back to the absurdity of the timeline. There's no there's no scouting. There's no there was no I guess there was no combine. No combine. <laughs> there was no scouting whatsoever. All of these guys just woke up and it's twelve hours before the draft. Nobody has any footage or anything. And I mean they 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 won the draft. General manager Sonny Weaver Jr. took one pick in the first round, the number seven pick. He sprinkled it with fairy dust, wished upon a star. And somehow, he turned it into not one, not two, but three potentially impactful players for his team next year. One pick. He took a chance. He went with his gut. Took his guys. Make no mistake about it. The Cleveland Browns are his team now for sure. This is the draft day Browns fans were waiting for. Sonny Weaver Jr. pulled it off. When you related, they had, to, they had to show all of that alternating B-roll of all the draft experts saying that he's the best GM in the world. Pretty much. They had to get that. They had, they had to show all of that stuff. But it's like he's not a good GM, though. He's not. He's a terrible so he's, GM. Like, he has an in- so the thing about getting Callahan, the other issue is that apparently he has a quarterback who is good, but is frequently injured. Oh, but this past off season, he's added 15 yards to his throw. He's in the best shape of his life. Who so, of that? course, Kostner says, you know what? Sounds good. I'll keep him. That's also who has no idea about any of this. By the way, he has no idea how much his his starting quarterback has been training in the offseason. The Bills saw the footage, or the Kansas City Chiefs saw the footage, and he hasn't even seen the footage. Yeah, he hasn't seen the. He has no idea that Brian Drew is just this. And not only that, this guy that he's supposed to be sticking with, at the mere sound of there being a trade, he trashes the GM's office and throws a hissy fit. Yeah, is that really the guy you want leading your team? Someone who, at the first sign of adversity. Pees his pants and gets mad? Yeah, like a little baby. Like a little tiny baby. little baby. Did you trash my office? Trade me. Did you just trash my office? Yeah, I'm upset. Well, I don't care if you're upset. If you're upset, call your agent. Little tiny baby is always injured and is going to get injured again. Because that's... He deserves it. I mean, <laughs> and pulling all this for two top six picks, top seven picks... What if that linebacker blows his knee out? Yeah, how about that? Well, that's a total Cleveland Browns thing to happen. Totally Cleveland Browns thing to happen. Like, or how about that? The running back ends up getting into trouble again. Yeah. This is how Kevin Costner thinks it's still okay to draft this running back. He's like, well, well, did you? On the phone call with the running back because the running back owned up to his mistakes. Said, Coach, I'm sorry. I, I got into this fight with these guys. And Costner, he asks him straight up, have, have, have you found your head, son? I just lost my head. Did you find it? Yes, sir. Well, good. Now hold on to it. You understand me? Yes, sir. Because obviously the kid lost it, right? Yeah. Kid says he has. Good enough. Go to drafting. <laughs> but after I picked this mid-first round linebacker, number one overall. They really they established before the beginning of the draft that without the Browns, 
Vontae Mack, who is this linebacker that's so good, who had sacked Bo Callahan four times in one four game. Four times, and he was only sacked 12 times all season. Whoa. That's, that's, that's not yeah, But basically, they established that if, if this linebacker, Vontae Mack, doesn't get drafted, you know, by the Browns, he could fall out of the first round. Like, as, you know, 15 is, be- is his best bet to get drafted at number 15. And, you know, the, the plot device we haven't even spoken of, in one of the opening shots of the film, um, he writes down on a little yellow post-it, Vontae Mack, no matter what. He, mere hours before he trades three first-round picks exactly to take someone else. He has no idea that he could even get the first round pick. And all this stuff has happened now. All of these trades, all of these conversations, everything has happened. And yet he is still 100% comfortable looking at a note that is, should be no longer relevant in any way as his decision making. He's but like, you know, yep. what? you know, I said it one time, no matter, Vontae Mack, no matter what, I'm going to stick it. I'm going to stick to it because I said it one time. He's just not a good general manager. He's not. He's just not. He's and, just not. And the whole point of the movie, like seriously, I wonder how much of a, a hand Kevin Costner had in it, is just to say Kevin Costner's a good general manager. And he's not one. Kevin Costner, for, he's for a guy who he likes can bang Jennifer Garner, he can swing all of these deals, he can be best friends with Dennis Larry, rather Roger Goodell cameo, by the Roger way. Roger Goodell cameo. 52 minutes even. <laughs> Mr. Commissioner. <laughs> Hey, Anthony, how you doing? What are you doing in my line? <laughs> you guys sure made tonight a lot more exciting. Thanks for inviting me in. Enjoy it. Good luck. We'll do Shaking, shaking the owner's hand. The owner played by Frank Langella, who literally... Can we talk this, football? We can always just... Just, just football? Oh, we can always talk just football. <laughs> Brown's bobblehead. Horrifying. Basically, the, but the owner of the team is played by Frank Langella, and he has sunglasses on throughout the entire movie. He never, he never takes his sunglasses off. Not one Indoors, time. Outdoors, dark you room. See, you never see dark, Frank Langella's eyes. Nope. Not one time do you see him. I wonder movie. if that was in his con- contract. I think it was just a thing. Or is it like, like a, or is that like a callback to a specific owner in the past? Was that like their little cute thing? Well, I mean, we do see. I mean, you know, I figure if it's taking place, you know, over the course of a twelve-hour day, Frank Langella probably, he's, you know, he doesn't change suits or anything. He's wearing the same suit they, you know, in the conversation earlier in the day than he was at the draft. Uh... You know, he's probably just like, I'm, I'm just going to leave him out. I'm, I don't need nobody to see Or I guess maybe right. his servant that takes the glasses off wasn't around. Yeah. This guy, so, you know, Hollywood types. Yeah. I don't know what they got. They have all kinds of servants, right? Another thing, we'll go back, back to Coster. We, we mentioned he has zero friends. Zero There friends. isn't one person in this mo- movie that is introduced or has the role of a friend. No. We see, we see some family members. But family once member, again, his ex-wife. And once again, his ex-wife, who all... This is, this is a part that we almost forgot about, was his father's ashes. His mom has brought his father's ashes on draft day to his office saying... On draft? Hour? Just an, an hour draft. and a half. An yeah. hour and a half before the draft, his mother stops by with his father's ashes and says, We gotta go, we gotta go dump the ashes on the 50-yard line. You gotta say this. This Celtic prayer. That's what you gotta do on draft day. The busiest day for a general manager possibly like, like all year. Like mom, just chill. We'll just do chill. this tomorrow. Yeah. But did, did you see how begrudgingly sad the whole staff looked going out there? Like not sad because of his loss. Like they were like 
do I have to do this? Like, <laughs> they're walking out there like kindergartners in a line, just yeah. moping. But they, they, you know, they go out there and, and <laughs> so they do this at the at the practice field, right? But then after his mom leaves to go out to the practice field to dump these ashes with all the all the staff and whatnot, Costner ends up going out there first he with Jennifer Garner, but not to do the ceremony, just to have a conversation outside. He literally beat them. He beat them out there. out there and didn't take part. And then and then when the ceremony starts, which we don't see, he doesn't take part. He's just he, he's just the whole still point out there it, though. He's the just whole point out. was that he was too busy. Yeah. And yeah. now apparently wow. not. Apparently not too busy. He's not a good general manager. Not a good general manager. Not a good son. <laughs> he, he breaks the intern's computer. It was a nice computer too. It was a Lenovo. That was a nice laptop. Broke the intern's poor laptop. I kept says, waiting for that hey, intern. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm I kept waiting for the intern to snap and like put everyone in their place. I was waiting for any kind of payoff, really with any, any conversation no, he had with anybody. Yeah. He was a pointless character. Basically, he says to the coach's face. So much of his staff, coaching staff is pointless. He says right to Dennis Leary's face, basically, that, like, I have no problem firing you. I don't like you. I don't want you as head coach of the team. Then after he makes all these great trades, he's like, They're best yeah, we're going to need we're gonna need a head coach. Why don't you stick it around? <laughs> they're not. They're, that might be his best friend. That might be his one friend. Yeah. Is Dennis now, Leary. I mean, draft day two, that's what's going to be. He's going to be best friends with Dennis Leary now. Draft day two, best friends? Draft day two, best friends. <laughs> Starting you with me. How about that? <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be down for that. It would draft a kickball team. What? I just don't, like, how does he not have, like, a confidant? How does he not have the assistant general? Who's the assistant general manager? Doesn't, ha- doesn't have anybody this, to talk to You that. know, this coaching staff only has four guys, right? <laughs> you have Paul Shear with a hairpiece. <laughs> old, balding guy who yelled at the intern for no reason. No reason at all. Who's a, who's a terrible family life at home. Get your head out of your ass! What's going on? Who the hell is this, this moron? This is our new intern, Rick. What do you want? I need every tape of Callahan like yesterday. And suddenly every tape of everyone is AWOL. And shit show Johnny over here doesn't have a goddamn clue where they are. Game tape is in the archives. Chill out. Chill out. They changed the punch code. Okay, I will get it, okay? I will get the Callahan tapes, for Christ's sakes. Just deal with the call and handle lunch orders. Okay. Don't ever speak to an intern like that again. Go back in the war room. Your tapes will be here shortly. You've got... The only black coach in the whole room. I don't know what his name is. Don't we don't get they, they don't, to him. You don't, don't get introduced to him. They really don't. Of all the names and titles that get thrown around, he's just there. And there's just some just some guys just hanging out, I guess, in the background. But know, that's but, that's the whole staff. Like, is that just supposed to be the offensive staff? Yeah. This, I, I, but then well, we're. I, I really don't know. But they talk about they're talking. God, is that are Jer- they just coaches staff? Is it scouts? Who is who are any of these people? I think they're trying to give you the illusion that like Dennis Leary's the coach. Yeah. And then everyone else is just scouts. Because <laughs> football only has one coach. Just like, just like hockey, just like basketball. The guy coached the Cowboys. He just coached. He coached the Cowboys. The big knock on Dennis Leary, I don't think I've mentioned this yet, is basically he coached the Cowboys earlier, but had, had led him to a Super Bowl in his first year, but they were because they were already a good team. Mm-hmm. He John Gruden them. He John Gruden them. And then basically it was a down. It's almost a direct... Them. Burn on John Gruden. Which is odd because John Gruden gets a lot of screen time in this yeah. movie. As, as a draft end. Does he normally do the draft? I don't think so, does he? Because I just. Him and Kuiper on the same. With Chris Berman on the same panel, that just God, seemed that's, weird. That's a loud panel. That's a loud That's a lot of sounds panel. going over each other. A lot other. of sounds. Actually, Chris Berman's just thankful so he doesn't have to talk. He's just. Eyes pinned to the back of his head. Watching. Uh, 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 Teej. First. <laughs> for, first. 
First speaking line of this film, though. He gets the, he gets the first line. He gets the Perd Happily Fast Five credit. <laughs> and he, of course, he gets the heap so much praise on Kevin Costner's GM at the end. Uh, the Cleveland Browns! I'm definitely they gonna, pulled off a big train! I'm definitely going to play all Urgeek. of the praise he gets from the media at the end of the movie. It's it's worth it. As as his players then uh, uh, exit the tunnel onto the field also, to heaven. Do you, don't you love how Vontae Mack, when he gets ejected from that game, it's because he gives a football to his sister who died from cancer and then touches the ref and gets like kicked out of the Literally game? Literally touches the ref like, on the shoulder. Like... The the nicest way anyone could ever get ejected from a game. <laughs> yeah, and then but then the guys are like, oh, yep, he got that was and those shoulder pads are gigantic. That proves that he's a bad kid. We shouldn't draft him. Yep, that makes sense. He touched the referee on the shoulder, but not not the guy who the, not the criminally charged Florida State running back. No, heavens no. Uh, he's not a good GM. He's not a good GM. He's right. not. He's not a good GM. He's not a good son. He's. Probably really not good, not, not a good boyfriend to to Jennifer Garner, who twist ending turns out she's already pregnant with his kid. That's what that whole. They're not living together, but he's already got her knocked up, real right. He, it's it's an unfortunate situation. It's an unfortunate situation. I feel bad for Jennifer Garner because she's now saddled with Kevin Costner, mm. basically emotionless, gone. I mean, he's just terrible. I don't like him. He's a guy with no friends. He doesn't you can't trust the guy with no friends, Jeff. Okay. Final takeaway. You're going to sum down draft day into one sentence. What do you have? Should, should we talk, should we, like, how we feel about it or, like, plot? Like, what, what, how, what am I describing? You, you get one sentence about draft day. Review or otherwise. Or what it's about. Something that, what, when you think of draft day, you're going to think of one thing is going to come to you first. I mean, it just keeps coming back to, to Cleveland Browns fan fiction. That's all it is. That's <laughs> it's really just, all it is. It, it's, ugh. and because, of course, everything happy in the end has for the Browns, which never, ever happens. Never, ever. Like, this isn't in the movie, but the only thing I think of is, like, Kevin Costner standing on top of a mountain with, like, this fictitious GM of the Year award. <laughs> And he's just so proud of himself. Just, oh, two-handed. And he's, and he's so up big, there. He's got two hands. He's up there by himself. Because no one wanted to go up a mountain with him to celebrate. Doesn't this. have any friends, and that's the that's he's so proud of himself, yep. and he shouldn't be. He really should not be. He's a bad uh, GM, bad general manager. This movie—I'll say this—the one it's fascinating. The one redeeming quality about his character, just like, is that he does get some scenes where he basically just says, "You know what? I'm doing things my way. If you don't like it, tough." He, he does he's, do that. He's, Kevin Costner likes to do that. He doesn't apologize for his decisions. He doesn't try to hide anything. He's, yeah. you know, he's a... Well, he definitely tried to hide what he paid to get the number one overall pick to his, he, it, his staff. He wished he didn't have to He yeah. comically, Looney Tune styled, drew that out. Our first round pick? I thought we uh, had a QB. Tell me, what did we give up? A number one pick this year. And? First round pick next year. Okay, well that's a lot, but you get a chance to play her like Callahan. And the year after that. You gave up three consecutive first rounders. Sonny, that's our future. Our ne- next year's? Next year's pick. That's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. Do I get a cup of coffee? Yeah, take the, take the slurp. <laughs> And the next year's 
Oh! oh! And, and then when, when he drafts Vontae Mack at number one, everybody's screaming at him, yelling in his face. Every single coach. Dennis Leary quit. All these guys who he who he could fire in an instant have no problem just yelling at him. And he his coach quit. Basically. His coach, much like the quarterback when he heard about they're getting the number one over pick, which, by the way, they have to show him with his family watching the draft and celebrating. Of course. Of course, since we since I was supposed to have so much uh, attachment to him, attachment to him, we're supposed to care about him. For this guy, who only thing the only two things we know about him: a is that he messed up Kevin Costner's office, and b that when he found out about the trade for Bo for Bo Callahan, not even that he had been traded or anything, yeah. no information about him, he started just packing up his bags and, and about to leave and yelled at what? Kevin Costner. A child. Him. He's a child. He should like. He's supposed to be the grown man that's leading your football team. I would have so if you were Kevin Costner in this movie, let's say you're the Browns, like this. you have this first round, you have the seventh pick overall, you you know you have a quarterback who's good when healthy, but is rarely healthy. You just hired a new offensive, you hired a new head coach who's an offensive, you know. Generally, so Dennis Leary is not my coach. No, Dennis Leary is your head coach. Okay. I'm saying his 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 character in this movie, he has he's like offensive mind as opposed to defensive one. Mm -hmm. Like he has. Yeah, his, he does seem to talk about offensive. Line. Um, and, and, and like, Brando, he's former Super Bowl winning, but came in as a loser. Previous year, had a good start, ended up losing. Yeah. Your daddy's what dead. What were they, 5-1 with him, and they only, they, and they only won one game without him? Yeah. They made yeah. that pretty extreme. Yeah, they made that pretty extreme, too, yeah. 4-2 and two might have been more believable. Yeah, a little bit. Because there'd still be reason for doubt, like, too. Yeah, but you had to have a record, I guess, bad enough to, to actually get the 7th overall pick. 6-10? and ten? Yeah, I guess that sounds about right. That was a pretty good season. Was, if they got really six and ten, they got the seventh pick. That's not bad. Yeah, you know you could. You could Cleveland Brown fans would probably be psyched for you that. You can live with that. Yeah. So if you're Kevin Costner in this movie, what what do you do on draft day? What do I draft? I Let's mean, say you I, wake up. You wake up in the same bed as Jennifer Garner. If I'm waking up in the same bed as Jennifer Garner and she's already mad at me because I'm Kevin Costner and she made she's poor life, and she, she made she, she made poor like, life decisions. That's why she drives off in her car. They both did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a two. Poor life, straight. poor life decisions should be the title of this. Her movie. poor life decision was, it but began I, with dating Kevin Costner. I stay at seven. I draft Vontae Mac, mm -hmm. and I have three first round, second round picks. Still, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. That's what any good, stupid GM would do. Mm -hmm. If the if it's a position of need and it's like that good of a match, I just do that. Makes and guess sense. what? I would have had accurate scouting reports on all these guys, too. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm comfortable with this decision. I've already done as much homework on this as I can. So you go Mac over the Florida State running back? Yes. Same. Because that kid, I'll tell you what, the actor they got for him, he's infectious. I, I liked him. If, if I know they really he tried. Grew, he grew on me a lot. They were really trying, like, you could tell at the end of the movie that like that's the, kid, the football player they were trying to make you root for. Mm -hmm. But, like... Just compared to the other two, he's he's if he fills a position of need and he's that good, and he's from Ohio and like all that, you know how it's all, it's all makes you know sense. how the Ohio State people and the Cleveland oh, yeah. people are that oh, they're yeah. the same. So, I mean, there's Rosanna Arquette's stupid scene. Um, she doesn't stand up; she literally sits throughout the entire movie, so yeah. the entire scene. I mean, he's the one you root for. Stud linebacker. He, sure. He has that stupid... He has Kevin Costner's stupid line where it's like, he'd be the best. <laughs> I think... It's tough. So I think you could do the do the trade for 
Do the trade for Bo Callahan. Well, I would have taken the initial do the, trade. Exactly. For do, the, do, first. The, do the initial trade for Bo Cal- to get the Bo Callahan pick. Then you do a Drew Brees then, thing. Well, then do what the what, what the, the Chiefs wanted. Then they wanted Brian Dude, Drew. flip that for picks. And flip it for picks. That's good. You know what? You would have been the better GM. I, I have played the GM mode on Madden a lot yeah. over the years. I've taken a halt on that. Yeah. yeah. Naturally. Well, yeah, I like that. Well, yeah, it's two first-round picks. For the number one overall pick, it was two. For, first, I thought it was two first rounds and a third round, in the, like in a future third round. It could have been, but I thought that was when they were talking about the RG three trade specifically without naming any players, <laughs> other than Robert Griffin. They didn't name him. They didn't name him. No, they just said when the Red, when the Redskins traded for St. Louis's number two. What the Rams get when they traded away number two overall to the Redskins a few years back? Three number one picks and a number two. He's like, they got three firsts. They said you got three firsts and a second. <laughs> and they, I don't know, whatever they were asking for was very reasonable. Yeah. And it would have been a steal for the number one. More reasonable than the real life. Yeah. Train that happened. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. totally. Washington got fleeced on that. Absolutely. Even if RG3 turned out to be not a turd, like, that, you would have felt picks. that. Like, the Atlanta Falcons are feeling that with Julio Jones trade. And the Rams did. I mean, if they had, if they had, if the Rams in real life got a good quarterback, they'd really be a good, like a really good, really, really good team, like yeah, Cardinals right. level, because they have that great defense. They have that great defense that they built from all those picks. Yeah, they have a, a real D line. Also, Kamikaze, speaking of child, people acting like children, he broke the intern's laptop by throwing it into a wall. Such a little kid reaction. Reaction to his mom wanting to spread the ashes. So like, this if, you just, if you just would have said yes. It takes like it would have already minutes. been over. Take fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, and of course we get the obligatory scene of the mom hours later still standing out on the field looking up at him. In his also, office. did you think that was going to be Gary Cole? <laughs> because I did. I thought his dad was going to be played by I Gary thought, Cole. The 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 uh, the memorial makes him look like real life Kenny Rogers. Like the, like yes. how Kenny Rogers actually looks. Oh, you want a round of burgers? Yeah, I'm good on this, folks. Thank you for listening to this uh, probably pretty rambling podcast. I'm There's. Gonna, there's no way to not ramble about this movie. It's just because one thing leads because the movie, to another. Because the movie is a ramble. It just keeps stacking up again and again. How can, you, how can you organize conversation about such a chaotic film? You really can't. And because the, the movie itself is chaotic. There's characters coming in and out. Random conversations between him and Jennifer Garner it's are happening all the time. It's so overwhelming. And it's just the... Brown's logo on the bench. Orange steel. Like... The NFL stuff, we didn't really get talk. Let's talk about this before we close up. The NFL stuff in this, we talked about like how the logos and whatnot, but just the presence throughout the actual draft itself, too. Roger, I don't want to see Roger Goodell saying things. I don't want like to see him said, things. Like, there were no boos, which was the most that's, unrealistic that's the part. When Roger Goodell first came out onto the stage, not a single boo was heard. And then you heard like maybe four boos when he was over, and it's like, I'm sure they were like, there can't. There has to be substantially more cheers than booze. Oh, absolutely. Because he was like, I, that was him being diplomatic. Like, I know some people don't agree with me. There can be some booze. But look, if the NFL gets involved in anything, it's just going to be crap. We yeah. have to accept that. They're like, they're they are a cookie cutter corporation right now. And that's why just... I, that's why I think Madden is suffering. Yeah, as absolutely. as game system capabilities are improving. Mm-hmm. That's why EA Sports is all their games are really failing now. They need competition. Everything, everything that gets touched by them, it's just this gets ruined. Competition is always good. The NFL doesn't two, have competition. 2K needs to come back full force. Absolutely. With a fo- get that football license. Get that NFL license. Do it. Do it proper. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll watch it. <laughs> we made it to the point where in this rewatch where we're at the at the memorial scene. So sad. Also, Dennis Leary leading the way, even though he never knew the guy and also had referred to him derogatorily earlier in the film. I but he like had respect for Kevin Costner sure. sticking up for his dad. Sure. I feel like Kevin Costner respected his dad. Oh, Kevin Costner loved his father, probably. Respected the heck out of his father. Definitely not Kevin Costner, though. Definitely not. Ugh. Yeah, let's get out of this. Yeah, it's making get, me sick. Let's get We're, <laughs> we're at the scene where he's apologizing to the intern for breaking his laptop. I, I, I'm oh, I Folks, again, thank you for listening. We'll, uh, we'll be back again with, with a normal podcast pretty soon, but we had to get us out of our systems. Had to. Had to tell somebody about this, and now that you've heard about it, go and watch it. I still say watch it. It's fascinating, but it's... It's a bad movie. One, so. You can't... Watching it a second time is having adverse effects. <laughs> it's, you're starting to notice... All right. There are already cracks in the, in the facade, but this is, this is bad. Folks, yeah. watch the movie, hate it with us, and we'll see you on the other side. See you on the other side. Life in the fast lane. <laughs>